0: Welcome back, it's me, Daichi and your good pal. Shadow. Yep, yeah. we're here and we are about to break down MSI. It's, That'd be exciting. it's the big thing that's coming up and I hope all of you are excited for it. And we realized something going into it that not a lot of people know the players.
1: Yeah, I like mean... Like, you,
0: you might recognize the teams here and there, but do you know the players? Yeah,
1: like, we got the four major regions, but there's more than that. And if you look deeper into the team... There's a lot of surprising facts that you might learn about. Yeah, and so we thought that to
0: go into MSI, we'll break them down for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll introduce you to
1: the players that have the most spark, that really stand out. That really stand out in each team. Yeah. Every, each team, by the way. Every team that's going to MSI, yeah, we're going to 13 gonna teams.
0: We're going to start off right with the LCS. It's our home turf. We should know all of these by now. So we're going to start off with Cloud9. Cloud9
1: coming off with a solid victory. I mean, Cloud9, um, not much to say, but they've been doing amazing this year. Um, their league team just won back-to-back finals, by the way. Their challenger team, their academy challenger team, they just won. Their Valorant team just, just uh, qualified for VCT playoffs. You know, Cloud9, it's, so, it's sort of like they're just running running the whole show in the nac
0: biggest thing for me is since like the league conception of their team they've been in either a playoff or finals game Mm -hmm. not not every single split but at least one split every year since their org was created
1: they were just consistent
0: consistently
1: in the top we thought TL was consistent and then boom surprisingly surprisingly not yeah But cloud, so I like now it's almost like cloud Nine is that it's like the only team that's like still managing themselves at the top. Yeah, and it's seen throughout all of their organizations. Yeah, they're they're pretty old org, and at the same time they're willing to make changes because you know at the end of the day there's legacy and there's also winning and consistently there's- winning makes the legacy. <laughs> <laughs> they're good at securing both. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat we have Fudge. He dominated to top lane this split. Absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, and one thing that I didn't know was that, like, one of his very first years on Cloud Nine, he was already going into Worlds. <laughs> like, the expectation of that must have been
1: daunting. It is. Um, it's. It's almost like he's been in. It feels like he's been in the roster forever. You know, yeah. just because um, he's sort of like the spokesman for the team. You know, the content guy, and he kind of. He kind of just like makes the energy right, but right off the bat, he's kind of had that same impact that Berserker had when he joined the team, just popping off and still popping off. It feels weird if to think of a Cloud9 without Berserker. <laughs> yeah, it does. And like even before then, like Fudge. If imagine if they didn't have Fudge, like it'd w- be weird. It would just weird because like this year they made Berserker to highlight right, but then last year they made Fudge their whole entire spotlight the year before that it was blabber yeah and now their team is like so strong and like fans love the team because the three players that they just put so much spotlight on are now all together and are very stable with each other
0: yeah speaking of blabber like what a like even for just him starting
1: off strong hmm like, right. he's probably one of the best NA junglers. You you can't sleep on Blabber. Yeah. Everyone, I don't know, like, they're talking about Spika, or they're talking about... Well, Spika is a solid jungler. That's true. I can't deny that. I, but... I, I agree, but, like, I just don't think people, when they think of the best jungler, like, Blabber just never comes to people's heads. Well, but... I think that has to deal with the fact that...
0: What was it? I think it was 2020, 2021 20, 20, mm-hmm. at MSI previously, where... <laughs> scuttle? Yeah, the old oh. Scuttle incident that just gave him the nickname Blabber Crabber. <laughs> or Crabbers, Blabbers.
1: But the best thing that Conan did was not give up on him. And yeah, they, they stuck with him. He's consistent. He's consistent. Very consistent.
0: And then you have their mid laner. I'm going to botch it completely. MS. no, that's perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so good at. Before Koreans. you
1: call him Eminem, the rapper, but
0: <laughs> I'm so good at speaking Korean now. Look at me. <laughs> that's not Korean. But he's a Korean player.
1: It's a Korean name. That's Korean, Korean. G- gamer tag. That's like Eminem and M Emin- and Eminem's like <laughs> combined. Okay, it's a rapper and like a chocolate brand.
0: Yeah. So I've heard that there's some dirt on him. Or not really like dirt, but just like he's like a like a troubled child. Problem maker. Kind of in a way. But it seems that he's fitting in like a glove. I wonder if it has to, like, the reason why he's fitting so well with Cloud9 is because since Fudge is from Australia, mm-hmm. just like his, like, Fudge's trash talk <laughs> just mashes with Eminem's kind of like maybe somewhat toxic behavior. We don't know the full story, but like,
1: if that's the case, those two go hand in hand. It's honestly impressive because M&S, he's only been in like before he joined the main roster he was in academy for i think like only two to four months and even although diplex was already playing well they're just like hey MS, he, he knows more he's been thrown around a lot but he's got experience and kind uh, of they put their full trust in him and like look what that what that took him like if MS was in the beginning like if he was in the team from the very beginning of the split like without a doubt i definitely think he would have been like the first all-pro team mid laner like, without a doubt. Yeah. he's LeBlanc. <laughs> it's very solid. It's it's exciting to watch, like, a mechanically talented player like that. It's unfortunate that so many teams, like, kind of threw him around. But, again, it's that same, like, uh, what is the pattern of Cloud9 just putting faith in a player and it working out magically. Yeah. And then you have Berserker, everyone's favorite ADC. Yeah. <laughs> he's so funny.
0: Now, I've always had a thought about Berserker. What thought? So since he was an academy player for T One, mm-hmm. what if there's a world where
1: Berserker actually replaced Gumuyushi? Oh, dude, that would I, it's just like crazy to think about it. Cause like if you think about it that way, then it's almost like Clown Nine has Gumuyushi, in a way. Like Berserker is their Gumuyushi, right? But when we think about these tournament events, it's like Clown Nine. They just they have one of their own Gumuyushis. yeah. If you look at the rest of the teams, like, they don't really have a star ADC. Obviously, there's Prince. Obviously, there's Berserker. And there's Doublelift, who <laughs> managed to make it into the top three ADCs. Somehow. Uh, yeah, somehow. But, like, other than that, you don't really see anything oppressive in the bot lane. Then good old Sven. Um. Okay, so we're going to talk about Golden Guardians
0: now. <laughs> no, no, no. I will say... He actually had some interesting things. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was the first player to win a championship in both LEC and LCS. Oh. I didn't know that about him. That one actually caught me off guard a little bit. I
1: thought that was... But didn't Nisky also do that? Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. But Sven's the first. Oh, because... Did he win with Bjergsen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he's on TSM. You know, I just forgot all about TSM. Just... <laughs> I like I think when, as soon as I became like a huge fan of the pro scene, I was like, oh my god, TSM, they're so cool. Bjergsen, oh my goodness, instant fan. You know, I just became the basic basic bitch that just like was a TSM fanboy. And after all that shit went down, I'm just like, who's TSM? <laughs> now,
0: also speaking of Bjergsen and Sven, those are, are the only two recorded EU and. NA players in the LCS to get a pentakill in both regions as
1: well. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. And then, then we have Golden Guardians. Like good old Golden Guardians. I mean, who would have expected them, right? Yeah. First ever international appearance. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's to crazy. <laughs> think
0: that's the case. Like, I remember when EG had their first international experience. Okay. 100 Thieves had their first Everyone thought they deserved it. Okay. When people think Golden Guardians in their first international, they kind of just go,
1: "Okay, who shit the bed?" But <laughs> I like, I like what Golden Guardians did. Like what they did was smart because if you never made an international appearance, guess what you do? You get players to join your team who have had international appearance. We got River, Six uh, A, Hui. Did Licorice go to international before when he was in Cloud Nine? Yes. He did? Yeah. yeah. So basically, just just get all the all, players that you yeah, to... Yeah, all five of these individuals oh, have wow. been to some international tournament. Just proves my point more. If, you, if your team has never went to an international tournament, just get a five-man roster who have gone to an international tournament, and somehow you'll get it.
0: Yeah. And also, for as much as I shit on licorice, apparently, in his rookie year back in 2018, he almost got Esports PC Rookie of the Year as like being a great player. Oh my goodness. He lost it to Bwippo though, because <laughs> apparently they still uh something around that.
1: I mean, but Bhipo was kinda kinda awesome though. Yeah
0: So just it's weird thinking that. <laughs> like at one point people thought he was rookie of the year.
1: That is weird yeah. because uh he's not that good.
0: Also, <laughs> another strange thing. I just found like a couple strange things no, about no, Licorice. No, yeah,
1: see it all, see it all.
0: So the other strange one that I found about Licorice was that Back in 2019, he missed almost like six weeks of playing league because apparently he went rock climbing
1: and like injured his wrist. Why do you do that though? Like I why do you, why should he rock climb? <laughs> exactly. You know, I it's 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 responsibility, you know. If you're an athlete or anything of the sort, you gotta, you know, you do, do that during yourself. the off-season. Exactly.
0: Not mid-tournaments. <laughs>
1: He probably was just happy he was still getting paid <laughs> because he was under contract.
0: Yeah. Then, of
1: course, you have their jungler, River. Who... River is... Um, everyone's excited about River. Yeah. I have to say.
0: Well, it's because, like, not only is this not his first time at
1: MSI, he's also been to Worlds a couple times through PSG Talon. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he looks pretty young. And what was really funny, um, I saw from, like, a Cloud9 content video um apparently blabber like during scrims sometimes he just pulls out the weirdest shit against golden guardians and every time river just gets shit on my blabber river uh, apparently he just uh, texts blabber immediately and be like how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how did you do that how did you play any jungle <laughs> explain yourself Explain yourself. <laughs> yeah so i mean he's. you can tell like someone that has a mindset like that is a very good for the team constantly trying to prove themselves and, you know, it could have been a, it could have added to Golden Guardian's success, you know, wanting to grow consistently.
0: Yeah. And I will say the one thing Golden Guardians have above Cloud9 right now is the fact of their bot lane synergy. Like, don't get me wrong. Berserker, best ADC and NA. True. But on the international level, you actually have to think more with your support as well. Yeah. The synergy, like you guys have to be on the same wavelength
1: definitely And i feel Stixi and huhi have that down i think you're right cuz like when i see like berserker like popping off it's usually like a solo kill or a team fight you know you don't really see too much in lane um but like Stixi and huhi they like very clean together yeah. and huhi specifically he just he works really well with the team
0: yeah well and not just that internationally wise not at msi but also at worlds the two of them have experience together on clg mm-hmm. at these international tournaments all the way back in, like, 2016. Yeah. And just, like, the fact... Like, granted, who he was in at mid lane at the time, but, like, even then, as a team, like, they played together. They know how they should think at an international level. Because, in my opinion, there's a difference between
1: home field think and international think. Yeah. You, just, you need experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. A complete different mentality. Like, you see T1... Like they go into international tournament, but back then when they just had like rookie, like a rookie top laner and like rookie bot lane or whatever, they like you can obviously tell those were the players that through when it mattered the most. Yeah.
0: Another thing that a lot of players are not players viewers if they haven't paid attention to LCS or LCS players a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Hoohee was one of like the first. Major LCS players, or just professional players, that like showed off Aurelian Soul <laughs> and its glory back when you Pre-rework? had the spinning balls. Yeah, pre war Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, that was his like. F- that was like the
1: way Zillion is to Bjergsen. That champ is so Aurelian right Soul was to who he. They made the champion like a million times stronger and a million times easier. Yeah, and then with that wrapping up the LCS transition to.
0: But let's you know what. Let's go with the LEC. Let's okay. go straight over.
1: Was it a uh, skip, the bean, hop, and a jump? For breakfast eaters.
0: Yeah, bean boys, <laughs> bean and toast boys. Yellow
1: teeth. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just thinking about Twitchy. Yeah. They're so funny. Sometimes. That is, fair. <laughs> you know,
0: what, that's fair. You know what? Since uh, London is known for its wonderful, majestic lions. Let's go about the madlines. I thought am you gonna know, say beans or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. yeah. We're gonna jump straight into the madlines. And right off the bat, you have Chasey, their top laner.
1: If there's one thing we learned today is if you don't know what player to get, there's a trillion prodigies in any Korean challenger team. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: and which what that's what Madlines did. He was a <laughs> challenger player, which for those that don't know, Challenger is like the rest of the world's equivalent
1: to Academy. Yeah. So Korean Academy. They've snagged him from Damwon Kia. Yeah, that's also where Berserker came from. No, Berserker yeah. came from T1. But like the Academy. Oh, yeah. T1. Okay,
0: yeah. That's what I meant, sorry. I
1: was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. We, we just, just talked have, about it. Yeah. Don't worry. I would have messed that up. Yeah.
0: And fairly young, fairly new.
1: And fairly smurfing.
0: Yeah. And another person that I would say is smurfing in the jungle,
1: Eloya. Dude, he is so good. Um, So... When Mad Lions was at their peak, like, two years ago, and, like, when Armit was there, they were popping off, you know? And everyone was like, holy crap, El Yoya, he is the best jungler, which I still think he is um, in the LEC. Um, and then the year after, he still played insanely well, but his team was just not very good around him. And you can tell from his face. Like, El Yoya, if he loses, you can tell he's mad. You can tell he just, He has like, a very expressionate face. Yeah, he, and, like, everyone can feel it because... He's a good player. They can tell he tried his best to win, but he lost. Um it's just it's just hard to see. It's hard to see, but this man, he, he's got a decent roster, you know. They got Nisky from last year, and now they have Hilly this year. Yeah. And it's working out very, very well. Yeah. Speaking of Nipsey, I learned something.
0: He's the fourth player to get I thought he would be like the second, but he's actually the fourth player to win a title in both. LEC and LCS oh. funny enough the other two players that beat him uh, after Sven was Perks and Broken Blade yeah I, mean, <laughs> I think
1: it was uh, Sven Broken Blade Perks and then then Nis- Niski yeah Nisky. and I just thought it was funny that the, that
0: group of individuals hopping both sides
1: I mean Nisky, it made me laugh he has like a very classic comeback story Cause he came, he went to NA. Obviously, he did great, but he comes back and you know everyone used e sort or of just like, eh, like I don't know if we should really give you like another chance. You're kind of old and everything like that. Um, he came back swinging. Yeah, he was in Fnatic, but he he wasn't the main roster. And then he moves to Mad Lions, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have this guy as our new mid laner. And this guy just picks Silas and just destroys everyone. It's yeah. like no no one expects that to happen, but he just. You think I'm just a control yeah, match player? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> on you. Everyone just thinks he's a boomer, and he's like, yeah, well, Grandpa will show you. Who <laughs> said you
0: can't teach an old dog new tricks?
1: <laughs> no <Yeah>. brimstone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a good one. I like that <laughs> line.
1: Yeah. And
0: right off the bat, ADC, I would say Karzy uh, is, like, the second face behind Aloya. Uh, like, behind, like, Madline's persona. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, very well known there. Uh, also, I found out, I was kind of curious why sometimes players uh-huh. have, like, an extra letter or something in their names, and apparently he's gone on record stating that it was supposed to be crazy with one Z, and then he misspelt it when he, and then he, like, quickly typed it and then hit entered without even, like, proof checking, uh-huh. and that became his tag. So he
1: wrote A before R, and he just, his name was Carzy? Yeah, <laughs> with two Zs. Completely botched it, and so... League players. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting.
0: Also, thing I didn't know about him was that he used to be a ribbon one-trick. A ribbon one-trick? Yeah. Like, throughout this whole list, you'll notice one trend, and that is all of your ADC and support pro players never really one-tricked something in their role. All of the ADCs and supports... Mm-hmm. Either swapped from ADC to support or from support to ADC, or they one-tricked a top laner oh, out man. of nowhere.
1: <laughs> so that shows that ADC and support are the easiest rules, and basically the insane top laners wanted easy mode, so they went to the bot lane. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm in the bot lane now. Yeah, could be. But it's 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 cool because Karzi, he was in my lines when my lines were at their peak. He went to Vitality last year, but now he went back to Lions, And he's still showing up why he's good. There's Han Sama, there's Upset, and there's a lot of other really good ADC players like Crownshot, Um, but Karzi, he's like, hey, I'm still here. Yeah, and, and he's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. One of the most
0: impressive supports, though, I would say, on this list. Oh yeah. Is Hillisang. Like,
1: he's very respectable.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel Nicknames people give you mm-hmm. from other regions mean a lot. They do. Like, if someone calls you, if like if a different region calls you, like, bad. a silly name, <laughs> yeah, they don't really respect you. <laughs> but the fact that the Korean League community gave him the nickname The Professor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, that stands out. Like, it does. you don't call a professor, like, nobody. Oh, because That's a the somebody. notorious
1: support players in Korea are, like, renowned, like... They're praised like crazy. So, for like Korea to praise an international support, especially when they already have like, you know, Mad Life, who everyone's obsessed with, and Korea, it's like, yes. it's well,
0: not including they also have like the
1: birth of like Mada. Yeah. And just like all
0: these greats. You'd think they would call like one of them professor. Now they call this guy professor. <laughs> yeah, they call this guy. <laughs> which is this outstanding, which to be fair, He's, like, on the... Like, if you look at, like, LEC leaderboards on, like, top of things, Mm -hmm. for assists, which are really big for support, he holds the first place slot uh, to be the first one to reach 2,500 assists, and then immediately followed it by hitting first for 4,000. Yeah. Like,
1: he's been in the game a decent amount of time, and he's just trucking through. I think he has, like, a very unique playstyle as well. And last year, when he was in Fnatic... It wasn't working too well. A lot of a lot of people were saying that he was inting and whatnot. But now, he, now he's in Mad Lions, he's, you know, still being that professor doing these very unique and unorthodox engages or whatnot. And that the team's actually working around him. And that's why it's all working out. I, I never expected the El Yoya Hill combo to just like work really well.
0: Yeah, normally you always think of like the jungle and mid duo. Uhhuh. But I feel like with Mad Lions, and the reason why they're able to do so well is because it's almost Eloya and Hellsing. <laughs> well, at least
1: like that's the reason why they've
0: been so consistently at the top.
1: Yeah, you can say because like, for, and you know, Eloya, he's a very aggressive jungler, right? Yeah. So for like, uh, what is it? Eloya and Niski are aggressive. Eloya and Hilsang are aggressive. Now you have like multiple combinations in the team that are just aggressive and always together and have that bond in yeah. a way when they're making decisions and it's working out. Yeah. And I think they're going to do great. I'm excited to see them. Um they're Speed. not going into play-ins, right? They're yeah. starting right off in the Yeah, beginning. the
0: the team that people didn't think
1: were going to be in play-ins <laughs> G2. What with what a roller coaster of a Okay, team. but did they I I don't know. I I am like kind of a G2 fan cuz I was a really big fan ever since like Reckless joined. I have to say I expected this cuz this is a 2 way. It is. <laughs> And, like, the funny, you know what the
0: funniest thing about G2 is? Why? Is with Broken Blade. So doing my diggings and just figuring out all the stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not only did he, like, play against... Like, he wasn't always with G2. Yeah, of course not. But the man's only ever gotten one pentakill. And it was on Darius. Uh-huh. And it was against G2.
1: Bruh. They're I think like- it,
0: I think it's f- the just the mental thought behind it of... I'm going to kill your entire team and then join you.
1: G two are like, I took that personally yeah.
0: <laughs> and added it to the roster. Yeah, it's like you know what? Not a lot of people can pentakill to kill us, but when it happens, we have our eyes on you.
1: I think he's a great addition to G two culture as well. He's very like, very funny. Very seems like a very bright person. Yeah. So I, I like the energy he brings to the team.
0: Biggest thing I would say is that he was very underused in TSM mm-hmm. when he
1: was here in the United States. I mean, they did get uh, they did go to Worlds, and they did get first place. But after that terrible Worlds run, he, man, he just ran all the way to EU. Yeah, and goes, I would, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, again, there's, it's this comeback story again. He goes to EU. He joins SK. SK is, like, the worst team in the league for, like, straight two years. And... But he's still, you know, you watch him and he still plays well. Yeah. And because he worked hard, you know, some of these bigger teams, they spotted him and they gave him a chance. Yeah. And he fits perfectly. Another person they gave a chance to, yike, got a little, little rookie baby. And this, I'm very surprised by G2. Like, when they had two rookies, Targamus and Flacke last year, it was going great in the LEC. But when it went to the international stage, um, the team didn't look very good, right? Um, But now... They have some OG bot, bot lane, right? But yeah. they invested a, They invested in an amateur jungler. Which is always risky. It, it's very risky because like the jungler is like your main decision maker.
0: Yeah. Right? But I feel like the only reason why they're able to... I feel teams are allowed to get with rookie junglers is when they have a solid mid laner. Because that mid laner can basically babysit them. No way. And there's no better babysit... The myth, the man, the legend, the EU faker Caps, <laughs> okay. which you and I off podcast have agreed that the Chinese uh, casters uh-huh. give away the best nicknames. Yeah, they're so funny. And the nicknames that they've given Caps is the King of Hats or <laughs> in close translation to the King of Caps.
1: This is so funny, Dave. It's just like, he's Caps, his human his name's Caps and he's good, so he's the King of Caps.
0: Yeah. It is, it's funny but deserved yeah like very deserved he's been to world's finals multiple times mm-hmm. and just kind of like the great Uzi himself uh, sadly those are the only two players to ever make consecutive world's finals and not win <laughs> but he can say that he can do it more than once it's not a fluke true Caps has proven that EU can do it more than once hey
1: Uzi retired like but- the caps.
0: He's still in it. Still kicking. Well, Uzi kind of had to retire. He had very bad arthritis. Oh. Like, the doctors said that even though he's, like, in his mid-20s, his arthritis was that of, like, a 70-year-old in his hands.
1: Oh, God. Well, I don't care.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then you have Hansama, which had an amazing run with Rogue in the EU. Mm-hmm. Came to the United States, joined the, the quote unquote American super team, <laughs> and then just get shit on.
1: People were dissing him, dissing the whole team. Man, I just, I felt so bad for Han Sama, and I know he kind of used that as sort of like his revenge arc to become an even greater player, which yeah. we see now. But when you saw him on Team Liquid, he was very passive. They would put him on Ash, they would. Just put him on champions that weren't aggressive. I know it, it's not as big of a bot meta as it was. As it's more of a uh, bot meta now than it was before. But you don't put like this insane European ADC in these very supportive, yeah, especially
0: one renowned for playing Draven, one exactly. of the most aggressive ADCs. Where
1: mm-hmm. all the aggressive Draven players in EU, he's he's the number one.
0: Yeah. And not only that, even when he was one tricking Tark as a support, he, Tark's a very aggressive he's a support. Like the man's never been nonstop
1: ingressing. Yeah, I can see that now. Because like Tark, Draven, they kinda similar. They just, yeah. just freaking go in. Yeah, go in. Also, once again, another ADC
0: that just is just like, you know what? I guess if I wanna play pro, I'm going ADC. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trend here,
1: if yeah. you're noticing. There's <laughs> always role swapping.
0: Yeah, and then Mickey X, who I'd say is the second best EU
1: support. Who's the first? He'll oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. right, you're right. Those are results, you're right.
0: Yeah, and then I'd say Targumus, if he ever figures his sh- like shit out, <laughs> I'd put him as a solid third. Yeah. yeah. But to me, the thing that stood out the most is Mickey X, like through all of his stats and all that, the majority of the time, he, he holds like a solid 60% win rate.
1: Teams they don't even have to look at all of his stats. They just be like, oh, he has a positive win rate. He's gonna bring. He's gonna give us to our team a positive yeah. win rate. It's all the. It's like when you look at OP.GG and you're like, okay, which which champion has the highest win rate? And just go with that. It's like the same thing.
0: Yeah. It's just like that was like the thing that like everyone was like saying and like telling me on like Reddit everything. Just like the man has a high win rate. There's <laughs> <laughs> like really, anything else really cool about him the man can win consistency is key (laughs) it is and we see that all the time with g2 so it it checks out unless g2's like has a spot guaranteed which then it just tanks (laughs) the the win rates bygones be bygones. (laughs) we got the big g2
1: is something else i'm very excited to watch them play i think they're just gonna i don't think they're gonna be a clean sweep i think they're gonna have some wacky shit going on that's all i have to say then
0: right off, then following that, the LPL. Woo! With a spicy, spicy team.
1: Do you know what I'm excited for? Um, JDG versus Genji. That's going to be solid. Just because, like, Ruler versus Shobi. <laughs> that would be sick, no? Yeah. And right off the bat, you have, like, 369. Solid top laner. Yeah, this guy got so much attention, especially being in Worlds. As we know, like, last year, JDG, they were the furthest... They were the Chinese team that went the furthest in Worlds, Um, and 369, although he got, like, bodied by Faker, (laughs) um, excluding that part, he was playing very well.
0: Yeah. Then you have Kanavi, one of the best junglers uh, in China, and he's very renowned for just building weird shit on junglers, like Redemption on Olaf Jungle, or if it's, like, a melee AD, let's just throw Doran's Blade on that jungler.
1: He's a he's like the carry of the jungle. Yeah, just
0: cooking, I wouldn't say carry. Carry like does weird champions. He does Kanavi does weird items. He's
1: always cooking. Yeah,
0: the knight probably one of the most consistent Korean, uh, well Korean Chinese top laners. <laughs> Mid-laner? Midlaners? Oh okay, yeah. okay, I was like, what? <laughs> my brain got confused because
1: he's, hmm. he's from Korea but plays yeah.
0: in China,
1: <laughs> and my brain just was like shut down. I mean, he's got like a very noticeable name, and then he also. The noticeable name, he just made a name for himself as yeah. soon as he started popping off more. And the biggest thing about
0: him that stood out to me is that he's a lefty. He uses ooh, his, the mouse in the left hand and keyboard on the right hand, which just, that feels so wrong. I've tried it before because I'm, I'm ambidextrous. I can do things both sides. Uh-huh. It still feels dirty. Nah. It feels gross.
1: I bet it does. I, I can't imagine doing that.
0: Yeah, and then you have Ruler and Missing in the bot lane.
1: Uh, I would say Missing is a very solid mid-support. Yeah, um, he's always consistently up there. Um, but Ruler, I mean, we got to get props to him. He goes to LPL, right? His, like, first or second game, he just gets a Penta on Zeri. He gets a Penta in uh, the finals of Spring Split. He just comes in and is like, hey, I'm the best, and he just shows it. Yeah. Like, just straight up. There's so many good ADC players in LPL, right? But Ruler, man,
0: makes makes it look good. Yeah,
1: he just he just like I know you guys are great players, but like I'm from Korea. <laughs> like, it's just like what a statement, you know? You, know, you want to see a magic trick? You know, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of
0: magic tricks, let's go into Bibli Gaming, where I will say right here and now as one of our favorite top laners. Get out of here, Zeus. We have a new boy. His name is Ben.
1: I like Zeus, too. <laughs>
0: I've been watching a lot of Bin clips, mm-hmm. and good God, this
1: man, it's so fun to watch. He he made a nickname for himself, because all the casters, they now call him Giga Bin. I can see that. Um, all, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, like all he does is play duelists and engage, like... The man goes hard.
1: Like you, you at least see one solo kill every time he plays a game. Like he will just completely dominate the ball, the, the lane, and like even if he loses, it doesn't matter. He doesn't change his aggressive aggressive style.
0: Yeah, though he is ren- renowned for being really bad at tanks. <laughs> and after losing finals
1: this recent split, yeah, to JDG.
0: Yeah, you told me a fun, interesting thing about him.
1: Yeah. Um. So after he won the finals. Man woke up the next day at 7 a.m., got on solo queue, and only played Malphite, Gragas, Sion, and Cassante. Just <laughs> year only played tanks. <laughs> he will break his curse. Yeah, he's literally, like, he's hurting himself. And, like, man, he had a good win rate, too. Like, for a duelist player, if you're good at duelists, you're, you have to be good at tanks. That's all yeah. I have to say. And it showed in the results. But, <laughs> like, man, a serious wake-up call. Yeah. Also...
0: He is a great just person in general. Who else could you say as a, like as you like your friends or someone? If your dad called you up and said, "Hey, let's play some league and I want you to carry me."
1: No, I saw the video <laughs> where like his dad like if he's like losing, he's like, "Hey, son, can you <laughs> help me?" Yeah, and just <laughs> straight up like. I mean, like if people if Brian knew his his account would be banned, that's yeah. for sure. But. <laughs> Hey, son, I need you to smurf on me.
0: (laughs) It's it's, it's funny. It's wholesome. Mm -hmm. You don't see a whole lot of wholesome. And then you have, I believe his name is Zoon. Is that how you pronounce it? Zoon. I don't know. But he's... No, I wouldn't say a rookie, but he's not 100% veteran. He's he's had a couple years on Invictus Gaming. uh, Kind of bouncing around a little bit in the Chinese server. And just kind of needed the right pieces and i would say with ben and what is it yeah yago Yago. go
1: mm-hmm. with those two he's it, it just you can see the difference the, yeah i mean people have played solo queue if you if you go in as a jungler and you have a great mid laner and a great top laner it's life for you like you're chilling yeah, you know you'll get every scuttle. <laughs> every objective is yours for the taking, uh-huh, and it goes all the other way around. If you have a bad mid laner and a bad top laner, GG yeah. FF.
0: So I wouldn't say he's being carried, but it is easing him into it.
1: Yeah, he does have two great mid and top laners.
0: And Yagao just, whew
1: so good. You know it's funny though because before the final game between JDG and BLG, it was it Kanavi was basically trash talking Yagao saying that. Uh, you you win every time. I've I've taken you to like tournaments like twice because I was in your team, but now that I'm not on your team, you're not gonna win anymore. As and I've just slapped them. Oof. Though if guy was playing on
0: Rise, I think it would be a different story. Yeah. So I didn't know this, but apparently, like back in 2019, he played Rise eight games in a row and lost all eight. Like he had like a zero percent win rate on that champion in 2019, or some close to it. He might have won one or two <laughs> before, or after, but to have such like a big losing streak Dude, on a champion, champion like there's a difference between losing like on a losing streak with multiple champions. The fact that it was specifically
1: rise, <laughs> like they just meme on him about it now. Yeah, poor guy.
0: Yeah, and then you have Elk and On, which I would say aren't very well-known.
1: Yeah. But you know I feel like I it's almost in their
0: benefit. Since, like, people don't know 100% what they do, how they roll. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of, like, like, secret agents. Yeah. They'll just kind of slip in
1: and surprise you. I mean, we haven't really been following the LPL, like, every game, compared to LCS and a little bit of LEC. But I think MSI is where we can finally see the balling and how well they play against the other international teams.
0: Yeah. And then let's round off the big four with
1: Korea. Of course, best for less. best for less.
0: Well, we still have the minor regions. Can't forget that.
1: No, Korea is best for last. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> in major regions. Oh, okay. Regions. <laughs>
0: right off the bat, Doran. Solid top planner.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he's always been, like, overshadowed by T1. Always the second best. Always the second best. And I still think he is only the second best. Sorry, Doran. Like, you're carried by Gragas in the... In the finals in spring. Yeah. But, but you know, I ha- also have to say that he is very consistent. Yeah. He might not be a huge standout player, but sometimes consistency is what you need. You know, it's the same reason why EG invested so much into impact. And someday, right, they want that stability.
0: Yeah. And with that, they have probably what I would say is the next coming of a great jungle and mid lane pair. Because you had Canyon and Showmaker...
1: Now you have Peanut and Chovy. Yeah, I mean Peanut. We already know he's been solid for a long time. Yeah, he's he's won a lot of things.
0: Yeah, and I found a cute thing about him. What? So apparently his mom owns like a little tiny restaurant in Seoul mm-hmm. and is just decorated with posters of his like gamer profile uh, Genji memorabilia.
1: Maybe that maybe that attracts the customers though. Again. Yeah, but
0: it's it's very wholesome. Yeah, that the, the moms just like look at my like look
1: at my son. I'm so proud of him.
0: Yeah, it's just it's, it was cute.
1: You played with a Faker. Yeah, it's my son. Yeah, can your son play against Faker? Do you want some hot tea? <laughs> Here, have a dumpling. Have a dumpling.
0: Yeah, and watch. watch Has peanuts it. in it. <laughs> Ah, speaking of food and peanuts, Chovy. Another thing I learned about Chovy is apparently he got the his gamer tag from Anchovy.
1: Dude, that's so funny because we got that edgy, the edgiest name in gaming history, Faker, right? Yeah. And then we got Peanut and Anchovy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't forget about their support, Delight. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have Food, Delight, Pays and like Doran, like you basically it almost feels like Pays and Doran are two good friends that are just overly delightful, wanting anchovies and peanuts.
1: <laughs> that's Genji in a nutshell, right there, folks. <laughs> My goodness, I have to say that Doran is like the name feels super duper basic to me. I think that's also one thing. Like I think you could have picked a better name if you want to stand out more. Can yeah. I just say that? I feel like if he had like an like a cooler name like. Zeus could shine more. That could yeah, that could hey, be fair. Just just saying, just saying.
0: And speaking of Zeus, we have T1. I feel like by this time everyone knows a little bit about T1. No, who's T
1: one? Who are they? are they? Are they a good team? Are they up and coming? They're they're a solid second place team. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You can't just say that on a podcast. Dude, Faker will come for you and he will buy you. Okay, chicken. well
0: no, 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 let's run this down. Okay. Okay. Spring, 2023, second place.
1: Worlds, second place. Summer, 2022, second place. Okay, you want to talk about Gen.G? Okay, Worlds, fourth place. World's second Worlds, <laughs> third place. Come but it's just, it's just funny that, like,
0: three events in a row, solid second each time. <laughs> but you have Zeus, solid top laner. Owner... If he can't beat you in league, he has a black belt in Taekwondo. He'll just beat you up in real life. Dude, he can beat me anytime. I you know, <laughs> such a hunk. Uh, Faker, which who's Faker? Sac- yeah, yeah. Though I did learn some fun things about Faker. Okay, okay. So I learned that he's really into puns. That's cute. And he really likes to bug Teddy and Wolf, and just like constantly do puns with them. And. Uh, I'm starting to get into K-pop. I know you've been into K-pop. Good. But because of Faker, I got into a certain band called Red Velvet.
1: A certain band? Yes. That is the girl group. That is the girl group? I've heard multiple okay, things. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, I, I get everyone's, like, obsession with Blackpink and, like, the new the new groups and whatnot. But, like, the OGs, no.
0: Yeah. Then you have Gumiyushi, Solid ADC. In, in my opinion, Carrier, the next generation of Faker. And I say this because he's the first player to get regular
1: season MVP as a support. Dude, okay, so, like, I posted a Carrier video, and, like, in the comments, everyone's, like, either saying, he's not the best support in the world, he hasn't proven himself, he needs to win worlds. And there's another side of, like, fans I just, like, what? You said he's the best support in the world? He's the best player in the world. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that, like, how That's a like, very strong like, line there. I'm so sorry. Like, okay, like, I just did it smack in the middle and said he was the best support in the world. And, like, I just, like, created a mini battlefield of people saying he's not the best support and another side is saying he's the best player.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a fine line he looks. Yeah. With the four major regions, a lot of notable players, I'd say. But that, that's to be expected with major regions. Like to be on a major region, you should be at a certain level.
1: And 90% chance that a major region wins MSI? Most of the time. So I well
0: back in the day, apparently Vietnam was like a big deal.
1: Didn't they win like the second worlds? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but apparently, like, they're just known for being crazy. Oh, wait. Well, like the, Add the, some context to that. They're, they're not afraid to do certain things. Okay, okay. Like, one of the first Vietnam games I saw, they whipped out a Shaco Jungle.
1: Oh, shoot. I and
0: mean, they were just like, we're in this bitch. win? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I was more, like, just odd and also terrified. So, let's start off with PSG Talon. Yeah, Probably one of the most renowned minor region teams behind Detonation Focus Me.
1: No, absolutely
0: Probably one of their big noticeable players is Waco, their ADC. Solid ADC player. Uh, and apparently in, like, the minor region that they're in, people call him the promotion tournament faker. What? Yeah, that he has a long fucking, like, nickname.
1: Why? Why is that his nickname?
0: I don't know. It's just what they've given him, which could be because since he's been on PSG Town for so long, mm-hmm. and they've won so many tournaments with him, like... He gets hey, promoted? Well, no, just, like, in hopes of maybe, like, one day their region or PSG Town might go to a major region. Oh.
1: I don't know. Could happen. Could not. I want to say if NA, like, completely dropped the ball at MSI this time, we're going to become a minor region. Yeah. Then you have GAM Esports, which... Also a pretty common name, i yeah. say. Yeah, I definitely recognize them.
0: Yeah, they've, they have a couple players. They have, uh, what is it, Kai, Kaiva top. And Levi Jungle, which have both made a massive name for themselves, not only in Vietnam but also in Korea, on oh. their
1: solo queue servers. Oh, they play. They, did they go to Korea and just like practice or? Whatever? Yeah. Oh, I see.
0: And Levi apparently has made multiple years and seasons to be like challenger mm-hmm. in both Korea and Vietnam. So I have high expectations for him. I think he'll do great. Detonation focus me. I'm very sad that we didn't get to see Sengeku gaming at MSI. Though so I have high hopes that they'll be at Worlds. But again though, Detonation oh. Focus Me has probably two players that have been with them
1: probably since the team was created. Yeah. And that's, uh, first guy is Steel. Yeah. Right? Um for me, I saw the first Shaco Jungle International Tournament <laughs> from this guy. And he was popping off. I was like very very interested and very surprised. Like Japan, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, they play everything really, like, perfectly and really, like, oriented. Clean. Clean, yeah. It's, it's all clean, but yet they're, like, very aggressive at the same time. It's like a mix of China and Korea.
0: Yeah, it's you can see it a lot. And with their ADC,
1: Utopon, uh, Utopon, Utopon. That's how the Western people say it. In Japan, they probably say it better, like, Utopon. Okay. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Utopon. Uh, with those two both have been with the org for like over five years so and detonation focus me has made international appearances for the last like five or so years so i would like to say it's mostly probably because of these two individuals
1: yeah i mean if you're constantly going to worlds then like there's no reason to get rid of these guys right yeah
0: solid players and probably the one i'm most excited for because i was i didn't really know about them last year but loud like
1: not only they are the team now
0: like yeah and I would say it's 75% because of their Valorant team.
1: 75 yeah. I mean... Like, they,
0: they did make a name for themselves by writing bot diff on their bicep at Worlds
1: yeah. and plans
0: last year. But the fact that, like, they're such a new organization, like, Loud itself, mm-hmm. from being, like, created, they have made multiple appearances throughout multiple video games mm-hmm. and have done phenomenally well in those. For just, like, they're almost, I would say, like, the Latin version of Cloud9, almost. And just yeah. how well they're immediately ready to go jump off and just
1: become a dominant force. Like, can you believe they've only been in the league for three years? Yeah, um, and then they're probably, already renowned. Like, probably less for Valorant, also. I don't know if they started immediately, but Valorant, they they won a Challengers, right? And then they go to the finals of another Challengers, and now it's, it's a time for a League now. They're popping off in Valorant. You gotta ride this momentum and you know show it at MSI.
0: Yeah, and I believe that we will. I think they'll be probably one of the biggest underdogs. They're going opinion.
1: against G2. So, wait, are they? I think they're going against G2. So, I think so do you think they'll win if they go against G2? I may be wrong, so I'm just saying, do you think they win?
0: I think it'll be a good game. Uh-huh. I still think G2 will probably win. Okay. But I think they have a higher chance in the lower bracket getting that third slot.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because of the trickle down. Yeah, it's very weird how it's working. You know, you never expect like an odd number of teams to like make it out of play. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. They'll make it more like Mm cutthroat. And then
0: finally, R7. I think I've seen them around. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really brought anything to me. Like none, none of their players were very noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that stood out was the fact that that was where Jose Dioto, an ex Quest jungler, <laughs> dear to my heart. Where is he now? Uh he's on another. Okay, still playing. Yeah, okay, he's he's, a, he's on another team. He's she not on learn. this team, but his stardom, like his big like fame, was on this team. When R7 went to Worlds, I think, in 2020 or 2021.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do remember seeing Jose Diodo at Worlds when he was in a different team, which is most likely R7. And I just find it crazy that, you know, just focusing more on Jose Diodo himself, he brought a lot of fans in. Because can you imagine, he joins FlyQuest? As soon as he joins FlyQuest, FlyQuest is now working on, like, a, a Spanish channel. <laughs> you know, they're, like they're making another like channel that focuses more on the Spanish audience just because of Jose, Jose Diodo. Yeah. Isn't it? That, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like one player, just the whole org just like moves with them in a way. And now, now he left and they're not doing much of that anymore. They're focusing more on the inner side of the org instead of reaching out which to... Which I've been loving every yeah, second. which yet. I love, you know, but I just still find it crazy that they would just switch up their team like that.
0: Yeah. All, all he is... Her flamboyant personality and Spika's awkwardness is so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I am a little bit disappointed that we're not seeing FlyQuest in in, in MSI.
0: I think the biggest fault in that is that they just need to have Vickla, not int as much. They need to figure out their support.
1: Yeah, I, I think they should just stick to one thing, I'll be honest. Either stick to Winston or stick to Ayla. I know everyone's complaining and whatnot. But at the end of the day, Winston and Ayla, they're both good players. And, you know, you guys, they were dominating the whole entire split. So, you know, just focus on that. I know Team Liquid, Team, if Team Liquid can keep the, is going to keep their roster, there's no reason Flyquist should it. Yeah, so I have one, one note that I want to
0: make before we wrap this up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a thought I've had recently. And that's, even though Vulcan has put in his hat to join the LEC a little bit of me, a little tiny no. bit, wants me to, for him to join FlyQuest so that they can make it to worlds. Cause so I feel with that, even with Bicklet inting, Prince and Vulcan, it
1: would it would bring so much memories of Vulcan and Danny back to me. Nah, okay, so for me, I think Winston's the best choice just because they're both Korean. That's fair. Like it's just like basic. I think if they work more together, like they can be a solid duo. But, you know, we're not trying to focus on LCS right now. We're just, we're hyping It was was just like the last little, like... We're hyping up towards MSI. So here's the final question, or maybe the second final question. Who do you think is going to win MSI, or top three? What should we do?
0: Let's let's pick on who we think are going to make it out of play-ins. Because that's going to be the most
1: prevalent. So
0: I think it's going to be G2. Yeah, I think for sure... Oh, wait.
1: No, no, no. For sure, Billy. Billy.
0: We'll let's, just, let's, just, let's
1: just go for that. At least I like, guarantee guaranteed BLG are going to make it out of planes. That's... I have to say, like, come on.
0: Yeah, that's very fair. And then, me personally would love to see Golden Guardians make it, but I feel like they're going to be knocked out by
1: Billy Billy. If Golden Guardians beat BLG, I would be so shocked. I feel like the it's going to be a good game. I don't think so. I think it's, they're gonna get crushed.
0: I, you know what? I want a little of the na copia.
1: Can you imagine Bin versus Licorice?
0: <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. You, you thought Fudge versus Licorice? We're gonna heavily be relying on the bot lane for that game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> We're gonna to ignore top and pray to God Bot wins. <laughs> it's gonna be a bot diff game. Oh my goodness! But in the end, my personal opinion, uh, I honestly think it will be Billy Billy Gaming g2 and loud going into the the thing i feel
1: i think that's very valid yeah
0: as much as i'd love golden guardians to go through mm-hmm. i feel like based on how playoffs went they had a really good run but then felt like they got worn out a little bit mm-hmm. and so i feel like if they initially lose get dropped down into lower brackets they'll make it almost all the way and then lose the very last second
1: I think for me, I'm just gonna have the copium. I think Golden Guardians can make it out. Yeah. Um just watching their whole entire spring split, they were consistent. You know, they weren't wishy-washy. It may have seemed that way, you know, nearing the finals and the semifinals for spring split um playoffs, but I think they got what it takes. Now, here's I have a couple of theories that could happen.
0: These these are two theories. These are crazy theories. Okay. First one Billy Billy Golden Guardians and Loud. G2 just doesn't even make it.
1: I can see that cuz uh, G2 they'll they'll do something wrong.
0: Second one is if Golden Guardians do beat them, if do beat Billy Billy, it's going to be Golden Guardians, Loud and PSG
1: Talon. No, talent. no, no. Just that's that, a, that's that, like that that's the <laughs> like, There's no way BLG doesn't make it. Like, just, I just mean, no that's way. what I'm
0: saying. If there's the smallest chance, I want it to be that outcome. I want both Billy Billy and G2 if Billy Billy's out, G2 is out.
1: Just flat as that. I want to be the incel that wants all the major regions to make it up. That's not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> and sorry, like, uh, the minor regions are just, I don't know if they can do it. ESG Talents done it before. Yeah, but they don't got Maple, they don't got...
0: <laughs> I don't think that's stopping them. They've produced so much talent that it's ridiculous.
1: They have River too, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh my, it's gonna be River versus PSG. Oh it's gonna um, be crazy. It's gonna be good.
0: It's gonna be a good fight. And I can't wait for all of you to watch it. Starts May 2nd.
1: Man, we're not done yet though. Who's gonna win who's gonna win finals? Who's who's gonna win MSI? Win it all? Yeah. Cloud 9. No <laughs> And
0: they're gonna Bro. they're gonna win. Yep. You know why they're gonna win? Why? First off, who do you think's gonna win? I think
1: BLG are gonna win.
0: Okay, this is why Cloud9 will win. Okay. You know why? Because they believe that grass doesn't exist. Let's go.
1: You made me do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I did.